Welcome back to the Lash Business Lounge. I am your host, Lauren Lappin, and this is the place where we talk all things lash and beauty business related. Hello and welcome back to the show. Today, I'm going to talk about how my role as a beauty salon owner has really evolved over the past five, six years. So I'm going to talk about back in the early days, 2016 to be exact, I had just gone into my bigger salon. So I'd moved from my small salon to my larger one. And I had a couple of team members, but I was still working a lot in my salon. A lot of clients, you know, probably minimum 45 to 50 hours of client work each week. It was it was tough yucca looking back. And in contrast, how it compares to my life now. So I'm going to talk about sort of my typical day back then or my typical week even because a day is just too boring. Most of it was made up of sticking lashes on people for like 10 or 11 hours, which I'm sure a lot of you can relate to. But yeah, compared to now. But yeah, the reason why I'm talking about this is because I want to show you how much your life can change with a team and not just any team because you can have a useless team. (laughs) And when I say useless team, I'm not talking about the fact that they're individual people that are useless, although you can occasionally get those kinds of people. But normally if your team's useless, it means that you're a useless manager. Sorry, just going to say it. And I'm putting that out there because I was a useless manager back in 2016. I had no management skills. I did not know what the hell I was doing. I've learned a lot over time and, you know, through mentors and stuff like that since then. But yeah, you need to have the right team and you need to be doing the right things to manage that team and, you know, motivate them and incentivize them. But you need to have the right team and you need to have a roadmap for your team to follow. And that roadmap is a policy and procedure manual. You need to have systems for every process that happens in your salon. Otherwise, if you don't, you're going to have to be there all the time. One of two things, you're going to have to be there all the time or you're going to be constantly getting phone calls and interrupted all day long when you're trying to do other stuff with questions, dumb questions that you're going to become resentful about. But really, at the end of the day, it's your own fault because you didn't have anything in place for them to refer to when they needed help with something. So I'm going to dive right in. So let's go back to 2016. Now, I am a mum. I have two kids. At the time, my daughter, Isabel, was five and my son, Patrick, was three. And so one was at daycare, one was at preschool. I also had a nanny, a private nanny that used to come to the house. It was a little bit cheaper for us to have a a nanny and it was a little bit easier as well. So there were days where I was dropping kids off at two different places. There were days where I could just walk out the door because the nanny came over and she was amazing and and took, took the kitties off my hands. You know, they didn't have to be dressed or fed or anything like that. But yeah, I could walk out the door and go straight to work. So I would usually leave home around 8am. I'd have to get to the salon, you know, do some admin stuff, get back to the people that had messaged late the night before. 
some people would ring and, you know, try to reschedule their appointments. I didn't have a receptionist or anything at the time. So, you know, I'd have to do a little bit of that sort of stuff and get organized for the day, unlock the salon because I definitely didn't have anybody else that was doing that for me. Unlock the salon, you know, get the heater or the air conditioner happening, get the music playing, all of those things that you have to do at the start of the day. So, you know, my day just, I didn't waltz in and start at nine o'clock on the dot when my first client was sitting there ready to go. I had to do all of that other stuff first, which again, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. In my house, I was doing a lot of the work as well. So obviously cleaning, shopping, cooking, or lack thereof. Uh, I was buying a lot of takeaway, if I'm going to be 100% transparent here, because I really was not organized with my shopping and meal planning. I actually put on a lot of weight in those first few years of having my business because I was not taking care of myself at all. I was taking care of my business. I was taking care of my kids, my husband, and I was taking care of my house. So that's a lot. And it's very easy, I I think, as women or, you know, mothers, business owners to forget yourself. But I've really learned over the years that self-care is Super important, especially if you are in this for the long run. You know, you want to build an empire, you want to grow, you need to look after yourself because if you are not in good shape, and I don't mean just physically, I mean mentally, you're not going to be the best you can be. You're not going to be in the right mindset to be able to grow and maintain a large team, delegate, do all of that stuff, do client-facing work. It's going to be really, really difficult for you. So self-care is, you know, massive. So 2016, I was definitely not not taking care of myself at all. With the salon, uh, you know, like I said, 40 to 50 hours a week of clients. I was flat out. I was booked out over a month month in advance, I think closer to six weeks. Me personally, I think I had at the time another staff member who was fully booked as well and I just hired someone new. And I was in the process of, you know, advertising her and and she was very, very good with clients. She was an experienced beauty therapist. She hadn't done lashes before, but I trained her and I'd sent her away for training actually and then trained her more myself. But, you know, we're building up her clientele and obviously I was doing that through social media marketing. So, like I said, clients, I was cleaning the salon. So, I was coming in on the weekends or staying late on a Saturday and fully cleaning the salon from top to toe cleaning the salon at the end of every day because I believe your salon needs to be immaculate and presented to the highest standard at all times because first impressions matter if people see that you've got a dirty salon or something's out of place or, you know, things are looking worn or broken or whatever, clients just probably aren't going to come back Um, and that's the harsh reality of it but I don't sugarcoat things. I was doing all the stock control, so all the ordering and, you know, managing of the stock. All the admin work, as I said, I didn't have a receptionist at all. So emails, DMs, texts, voicemails, the whole lot. That was a lot of work. Rearranging the calendar, you know, that that's a job in itself. It it actually is a job in itself. The bookkeeping, so that with wages, you know, super payments and all that sort of stuff that always used to take a few hours on the weekend as well. Staff management and not doing a great job of that. Uh, We had a staff meeting, you know, when all of the negative issues built up to a point where I just had to let them out. So it was probably, 
you know, once every few months that we had a team meeting and, you know, I wasn't incentivizing my team or anything like that. I didn't really have a lot of spare time to train them because I was still working on clients so much. My ego was large. I didn't want my clients really to go to my team members because I was scared that they would like them more than they'd like me. I was scared that my team members would be better than me. And yeah, I had a very large ego at the time. So, and I was, I'm a chronic people pleaser. I was saying yes to everyone, you know, even though I was fully booked, you know, 40, 42 hours a week, I was saying yes to people. I was coming in early. I was working through my lunch break. I was staying late at night just to accommodate these people. And then, you know, I had these staff members there that could have easily accommodated those people, but I wasn't willing to allow them to accommodate them because I needed to feel important. And yeah, so I wasn't letting go of control. So I was spending just so much time. And then, of course, I was spending a lot of time on my social media, which, you know, has always been a massive focus of mine. Yes, I have dropped the ball from time to time over the years, as you do. But for the main part, I've been very, very consistent. And, you know, I credit a lot lot of our growth in the early days to the fact that I was very, very consistent. And I always posted really good quality content that spoke to our ideal clients. So I was doing that. I wasn't planning things in advance. I was doing it every night when I got home from the salon. And I was collecting content during the day. I would take before and after photos and things like that of my clients, which was really easy because, you know, I was working so much on clients back then. And that resulted sort of, it was a bit of a vicious cycle because I was photographing my work, I was posting that, and then people only wanted me. But then that was feeding into my ego. So that, you know, it made me feel good. But then I'd be like, oh, my God, I can't keep up with all these clients and my hands hurt, my wrists hurt, my neck hurts, and I can't do this anymore and I can't wear all the hats. So a bit of a crisis, really. And then, yeah, lastly, my fitness and health back in 2016. Like I said, I had put on a lot of weight. We were eating a lot of takeaway, which is not good, not good for the pocket, and it's also not good for your health. We were eating for convenience. I was so busy, so busy. And exercise, you know, I'd gone from being like four years prior to that, I was a fitness instructor. I was a beauty therapist as well, but I was working at the local gym as a fitness instructor and teaching three or four days a week. So big contrast. I was overweight. I was unhealthy. I was sitting on my ass all day doing clients, hunched over, not drinking water so I didn't have to go to the toilet because <laughs> I didn't have time to go to the toilet. And yeah, it was not not that great. Yes, I was making money. Yes, I looked successful from the outside. I guess I was successful and that's great, but I wasn't having a fun time. Life was hard, stressful, I don't remember a lot about that time in my life, to be honest. I think I was just working so hard that, yeah, it just seems like a bit of a blur. But yeah, I, I, looking back, I, I, you know, I did everything that I could to build my business and that's fine. But I realize now that I could have done it very differently. And just making a few little tweaks a little bit earlier on, I think would have served me really well. So fast forward to now. So 2023. 
I'm going to tell you about my life or my typical day. My kids are older now. So my daughter's 12, she's in year six, and my son is 10, he's in year four. My husband does a lot of the kids stuff now. If you listen to the interview episodes that we did with my husband, Owen, go back and listen to those. You'll have a little bit more of an understanding about our situation and how it's a little bit different now compared to when I first started my business. But Owen actually cut back his hours about 18 months, two years ago now, because I'm the primary earner. You know, I was still doing a lot of the running around after the kids and stuff like that. And he sort of said to me, well, why are you doing this? Like your time is worth a lot more than mine now. Wasn't back in 2016, definitely not. But we kind of switched it up and, and you know, he does a lot of stuff with the kids. So he actually drops them off at the bus stop at eight. So my kid's still going at eight and I sort of start my day around eight. He drops them off. He picks them up from the bus stop after school. He does a lot of the sport after school. I try and go when I can now because I'm not working late nights at all anymore. Sometimes I'm doing a bit of content stuff for my personal brand or I'm doing Zoom calls. But yeah, my husband does a lot and that's awesome and it's working really, really well for us. So, you know, I'm not chasing my kids. I'm not doing as much. It's really shared responsibility now, which is great. So with our house, I still do do the shopping, the grocery shopping. I'm better at it now. And I plan our meals as well because my husband cooks. So again, our roles have really changed. He cooks or, you know, sometimes we get those subscription boxes, HelloFresh, you know, it's just easy. You get all the ingredients and the recipe is just there and he just follows it and it's easy, you know, so he does that. I don't clean anymore. I have a cleaner. She's amazing. Um, (laughs) She is worth her weight in gold. She comes over on a Thursday when I'm at the salon. So she has uh, has our house to herself for most of the day. And yeah, she's at my house for six or seven hours. Um, I know that that is crazy, but I have a big house and I have a lot of hard floors and I've got three bathrooms and It takes a long time to clean it to the level that I like. I'm one of those neat freak, crazy people. I, you know, I believe if you've got a messy house, you've got a messy mind, you can't really, you know, see through the mess. Well, I can't anyway. So I like my house to be pretty pristine. So yeah, she comes in and just takes care of all of that. And it's, it's just great. Uh, We outsource a lot of stuff as well. So, you know, we've outsourced garden maintenance and, you know, window cleaning, like exterior window cleaning and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't really do a lot at home anymore, which is good because my time is worth more than the money that I would actually pay somebody else to come in and do things for me. So I'm pretty sure there's another episode of, I think there's an outsourcing episode If you want to go back and listen to that, I'm not sure which episode it is, which number it is, but I think I can link it into the show notes perhaps under this episode. So outsourcing is a little bit scary at first. If you're not good at delegating, it's a little bit tricky to get your head around, but I'm a massive advocate for it. My life is so much more relaxed now uh, that I outsource a lot of my tasks at home. Yeah. So My salon looks very different to what it did in 2016. I have a pretty big team now, the seven of us, and I am not in my salon at all, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. 
I have a very capable salon manager, Sarah. I'm sure if you're an avid listener, you've heard me talk about Sarah. I love her. She is a fantastic manager and, you know, she runs front of house. She runs the calendar. She does everything. She even picks up my groceries sometimes. Um, She did that for me last week. So, yeah, I ordered my groceries online, but I ran out of time to go pick them up and she grabbed them for me and put them in my fridge. So, you know, love Sarah. I appreciate her. I appreciate my team so much. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm not in my salon. Yes, I still do content creation. I still do. Well, I'm responsible for the ideation of our content. So sometimes I will prompt the girls for stories. I actually have, you know, a whole list of prompts for stories and and a planner and stuff like that. But I don't have to create all of it anymore. Like I'll delegate it. So I'll actually block out time in our calendar and pop in here, you know, can you film this or get this footage of such and such doing this service or film this reel or or whatever, or take a photo of this, or I need a before and after photo of this today. Can someone do it? Blah, blah, blah. So I'll come up with all the ideas and I'll have a little bit of a plan, but I'm the one who puts it together at the end and writes the caption and actually goes and posts it. So, and I'm happy doing that because even though it can be stressful, it's not my favourite thing, but I know that I'm the best person for the job. So it's definitely something I wouldn't outsource is social media content for your salon. I know a lot of people do it and I have tried it in the past, but I haven't had much luck with it. So I prefer to do it on my own and with the help of my team. So I still do the socials and the content's better now because I've got a little bit more time to think about it and prepare it and get it all together. So still doing that. I do the wages and the super. My husband does the bookkeeping now because I can't be bothered doing that. My time is not best spent on that, but I'm happy doing the wages. That's fine. And I'm happy doing the super payments only once every three months. That's fine. Occasionally, I'll do a little bit of the bookkeeping. Uh, I like to keep a handle on, you know, what money is coming and going. I just feel like I've got more control over my finances when I do do it. And, you know, how much we're, we're spending on things for the salon and things like that. It's really good to oversee that stuff. But a big chunk of my time goes towards staff management. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll probably see that I'm in my salon Thursdays and Fridays. Now, Thursdays, I see clients. I work from 9 till 3.30. So I have a half hour lunch break in there. So I see clients for six hours a week. I make the least amount of money than anybody else on my team. It's really funny, actually, because I used to pride myself, you know, back when my ego was really running me, I used to pride myself on being the highest income earner. But let me tell you now. If you're the highest income earner, if you've got a team and you're the highest income earner, if you are the person, the artist on the team that has the highest client retention rate, if you ever decide to sell your business, it's going to be worth nothing. No one is going to pay top dollar for a business where the owner makes the most money because as soon as you are gone, there goes, you know, four, five, six thousand dollars a week, however much you make, you know, straight up. So they're not going to pay top dollar for it. So I really set out to create, you know, a very saleable asset where I'm not the highest income earner and if I go, it's not going to make really a big dent in the financials at all. It's probably going to go unnoticed, to be honest. (laughs) So, you know, I'm seeing minimal clients. I just have my faves now. You know, they don't even feel like clients. They're more like friends. I love catching up with them every couple of weeks. 
So I do my six hours. I love being in the salon with my team. It's probably the easiest part of my job now. I love being, you know, in the salon with the girls and, you know, hearing all the different conversations and, you know, hanging out with the team. It's really, really fun and, you know, such good vibes. And Friday is is probably my favourite day of the week now too because I've kind of reshuffled things around in my life the last few months and I do all my meetings now on Fridays and I do my content creation in the salon on a Friday morning. We have our team meeting, which is at 11am every Friday, and then I take one of my team members out for lunch. So I also do one-on-one meetings. So I'm going out for lunch with someone every week and, you know, for my team members, it's once every seven weeks they're going out for lunch with me. But I just use that as a really informal catch-up and my team love it. They love spending time one-on-one with me and having that space to just be normal and not see me as so much of a boss figure maybe. You know, we just have a really informal chat. If there's anything serious I need to bring up, I'll bring it up here and I encourage them to bring a few notes as well. Sometimes there's nothing. Sometimes we just have a good old gossip. It doesn't matter. You know, we have a bit of a laugh and enjoy our food and it's a really, really great use of my time. But yeah, that is basically what I'm doing for my salon business now. Team management, I work six hours a week on clients and I do the wages and every week and I do a little bit of bookkeeping and yeah, that's about it. I outsource the cleaning. There's not a whole lot I do in there anymore. So I've gone from spending a lot of my time, you know, when I say I used to work 45 to 50 hours on clients, you know, there's probably at least another 20 hours on top of that for everything else that I used to do for the business, maybe more between cleaning, you know, team management, bookkeeping, admin, socials, all that stuff. So it might have been close to sort of 80, 90 hours a week. I was actually working in and on my business. And now it is far less than that. I probably spend 20 hours a week working if I add it all up together. And finally, or not finally, actually, because I've got an extra thing, my fitness and health. If you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen me working out. I'm really into training now every day, getting steps, eating protein, I've really turned it around. Um, I lost a lot of weight in 2021 and yeah, I am, you know, feeling really, really good. And I think it's really, really important to feel your best. And I feel really good when I look good. So I feel a lot more confident. You know, I've only really been coaching other business owners and doing the podcast and, you know, being a little bit more out there on socials about my business success since I lost weight because I just didn't have the confidence to do it. I didn't think people would listen to me or take me seriously as a girl that was overweight. So fitness is a daily thing for me now. I regularly do fitness challenges. You know, I train at home. I have a crazy gym set up at home. I invested a lot of money in setting up a full home gym back in January this year. Uh, I have a PT. Yeah, it's it's next level now compared to to how I was back in 2016, but it's a good thing. And, you know, if anyone wants any advice or support around that, please feel free to reach out. You know, if you're struggling with your fitness or health or your weight, you know, please feel free to reach out. I can share my experience with you and maybe help. But yeah, and I've got time, obviously, for other ventures. Up until last year, I had a e-commerce store for Lash Extension supplies and products. 
Runway Lash Co. So I started that in 2018 when I was starting to free up a bit of my time in the salon. I was I was reducing my client hours down and I thought, oh, I can do other stuff because when I'm not flat out, I just don't feel right and <laughs> I need to add these other things onto my plate. But yeah, so I started Runway and then I sold Runway in 2022. And obviously, I am a business coach now as well and mentor for other business owners, salon owners that want to grow their salons and, you know, expand their teams and make more money, have more freedom as well. So maybe do what I did. So step out of your salon, off the tools, you know, build your team up, manage your team, getting them more productive and making you more money. So, you know, that that is what I do now. I spend a lot of time on Zoom doing group coaching and one-on-one coaching, which is really cool. I spent a lot of time on content creation as well for my Lauren Lappin social media accounts and this podcast, obviously. A fair bit of time goes into this, you know, mapping out the content and actually recording it and stuff like that. I have an amazing producer, which, you know, he makes me sound great and he puts it out there into the world, which is just fantastic because I think if I recorded these on my own and it was left up to me to edit them and put them out there that you know, we'd have such a lag on episodes. So he definitely keeps me consistent. So it's really nice that I'm able to help other people now to do the things that I've done. So, you know, really stark difference, really, really stark difference. I know that a lot of you listening probably resonate more with the 2016 version of me than the 2023. I have a lot more money now too. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) You know, I am financially pretty good I live in a different house. I drive a really cool car now. Back in 2016, I was driving a um, Honda Accord Euro, which was an awesome car. It was pretty good. I loved it at the time. And yeah, I, you know, we've had all those changes as well. So a little bit of a difference there over the last six years. But like I said, it it would have happened a lot sooner for me if I just had to drop my ego and If I had have sort of let go of control and let my team do a little bit more. Now, it wasn't until I started writing my policy and procedure manual for my salon that these changes really started to occur. I was able to go on holidays and not be disturbed, really. I was able to feel more comfortable leaving, knowing that there was a book, physical book, because we did print it out initially, but it was just too annoying because it was so big and, you know, we were constantly updating and changing procedures. So, you know, we had to keep reprinting things and I don't like cutting down trees. So we moved it all onto Google Drive. It's all digital now and, you know, it's a lot easier to just quickly update things or delete things because, you know, there's some procedures that I would have written back in, you know, 2017, 2018 that aren't applicable now because we completely changed the way we do things in the salon. So, you know, I spent a lot of time and effort writing my policy and procedure manual for my business. And, you know, I had that comfort knowing that my team could refer to it at any time and not have to be asking me questions. And it felt really good being able to say, that's in the procedure manual. How about you go read it? And if you've got any more questions, then you can come and ask me. And usually they didn't. And then they stopped asking me because they knew that that was going to be my response. So, I had this whole new level of comfort and ease knowing that they knew what to do when I wasn't there. So I could go on holidays. 
I can go, you know, days at a time without going into the salon. Sometimes I don't hear from Sarah at all. And I'm like, oh, maybe I better just see how it's going. But I don't need to because I know she's got it under control. When I have new team members come on board, I don't have to spend days and weeks training them anymore because everything is there in the manual. They spend the first few days, especially for the admin procedures, you know, like making appointments, rescheduling things, you know, redeeming gift cards, selling gift cards, all of that kind of stuff, you know, how to answer the phone, how to reschedule appointments, what to do if someone's sick, you know, all those procedures are there and they get all the correct information from the get-go. I believe that it's also responsible for our high client retention rate because our clients are receiving consistency across the team. So consistent level of customer service, which is awesome. We all know that McDonald's food doesn't taste that great. It's a good idea at the time, but you can't tell me that after you eat McDonald's, you feel awesome. (laughs) You really don't. Why do we keep going back there though? Why, when there's so many different other food options that you could choose, if you're going to buy takeaway food or, you know, a quick and easy meal, why do we keep going back to McDonald's? It's because it's consistent. And the same rings true for your business or should ring true for your business. You need to offer a consistent level of customer service across your team. Because if you don't, people aren't going to come back to you. You might have a staff member that greets people completely differently or, you know, they might be doing a treatment and missing a whole step. You need to have a policy and procedure manual. Now, I have recognised this need. I understand that people are way too busy to do this themselves or it's just one of those things that gets pushed to the back burner, usually for years on end, because it feels like such a crazy, big, momentous task to complete. Inside Salon Goals, I teach my students how to actually break this down and do it themselves, but it is crazy how many of them still actually haven't implemented this or they, you know, they started and they haven't continued. So I really saw a need for a done for you policy and procedure manual. I have gone and written this. It's going to be available very, very soon. If you want more info about my done for you salon policy and procedure guide that you can apply and start using in your business today, please send me a DM on Instagram and I will add you to the wait list And you'll be the first one to know when it launches and it's going to be launching in November. So I'm super excited. I'm extremely excited to help so many people, you know, have this huge task off their plate and actually start to get their salon businesses running more effectively. And, you know, maybe starting to cut back on your hours because you realize that you don't need to be there 24-7 anymore because, you know, your team have something to go to when you're not there and you don't have to answer dumb questions all the time. (laughs) Anyway, as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. Send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at Lauren Lappin underscore. Share this show as well. If you found it helpful or useful, share it on your stories. Make sure you tag me so I can see it. I always repost everyone. But yeah, that is all I've got for you today and I will see you online soon.